Hi, everyone. Hey, dudes. Too bad we weren't recording for the last Dudette five minutes because it was dudes. way more. It was way more interesting. The stuff we were talking about offline. Some I real know. hot goss. Hot <laughs> goss. If this was like a hot mic, that would be some like there'd be some big news flowing out of oh muscle science this week. But anyway, someday, someday don't give away the secret. Yeah, I won't. Okay. Um, how are you? Oh my god, you're drinking water out of a glass glass. Mm-hmm. Cheers! It's the only one that was up Cheers. here. Okay, it look looks like one of those like. Uh, what are they? The, the whiskey glasses or something? Yeah, it it is definitely for alcohol. It's not for water. This fits like three ounces of liquid, which is very little. Do we know me. that it's it's vodka? Yeah. I mean, it's a clear liquid, so yeah, it could be anything. You guys Who don't knows? know. You don't Who know. Knows? We'll see. It is a little early in the day. Um, I but, still got um, my uh, wide mouth mason jar. It it is eight o'clock in the morning my time. Yeah, I made you guys early. Trying to get yeah. me to. I don't think I know about this, but know. are you, are you like a early sleeper, early riser generally? Or are you like a night owl? What's your deal? Yeah, I'm definitely early. Well, I feel like I go through phases, but the last three months, two months, I've been super early, like 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, some days I try to like push it to 5.30 because like whatever, um, it gets a little bit too early and it's still, it doesn't get light here right now until like yeah. seven. Um, but then that causes me to go to sleep earlier. And then there's some, sometimes when, like, if I get a, a, a good show on Netflix or something and I'm like really into it and then I like, you know, I stay up a little bit later and then I obviously wake up a little bit later and then I get into like this cycle for like a few weeks until the show's over that I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, but I hate that. And I, I don't like to, do that. I like to be up. My brain is like on fire in the morning. Um, so, so what yeah. time are you going to bed if you're waking up at four 30? So like last night I went to bed at like nine, um, like fell asleep at nine o'clock. Yeah. Like I was like falling asleep on the couch at like probably eight 50 and I was like, I'm just going to bed. Um, but it's probably more regularly between like 10 and then wake up at like five 30 ish. Um, how about you? Are you early? I'm definitely more of a, a night owl. It goes, it goes with the whole, like, uh, I don't know, tortured writer thing, which is what I was hoping to be in my life before I became a fitness person instead. But I, I like my brain is on fire between like, and this is also different before I had a kid. Like when I had things that weren't, when my life wasn't so exhausting, I had Mm -hmm. the most energy to like be creative or work or whatever between like eight and midnight. And I would go to bed, I'd fall asleep at like midnight and wake up at like seven 30, maybe. Now that I have a kid, I'm, I still stay up until midnight. I'm just too tired to do anything productive. So (laughs) that's what's going on in my life. But um, what uh, do you have a, a Netflix show that is like, you're feeling right now because oh, I just know that was kind of good. Well, I really? guess I shouldn't tell you because then you're you're gonna get you're gonna stay up late and be sad about it. Oh my but, god! Well, um, I kind of want to know because I'm rewatching Grey's Anatomy for the fifth time. Okay, I've got something better for you. I actually could never <laughs> get into Grey's Anatomy. I can never get into like the like real soapy like yeah. drama stuff. I just I couldn't do it. But there's a show. It's on Netflix. It's called The Sinner. Have you heard about this? Mm, okay, no. so it's basically I'm gonna write down. Yeah, it's a dude who's like a, a detective and every season is like a different story arc, but it's the same detective dude who's like this, you know, tortured soul, whatever. He's got his own problems. Um, but every season, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a different story. And they're always like, it's, you know, just like a mystery, like who killed the person or why did this person do that or whatever. And over the arc, mm-hmm. it tells this crazy story. And every season is like interesting and like 
different and they're pretty intense. Like maybe you might not want to watch it right before bed. I don't know. I really liked it. But the most recent season that just came on, the reason why I was especially interested is because I noticed immediately that it was filmed in Nova Scotia, which is where I'm from. Um, Actually, a lot of movies and a lot of places that are meant to look like coastal or look like Maine or like New England, they're all filmed Mm -hmm. in Nova Scotia because it looks Mm -hmm. exactly the same, but it's cheaper. Um, And uh, it's beautiful. Like the, but anyway, but like the whole time I'm watching the show, I'm like, this is like where I grew up. Like it's pretty cool. So yeah. Um, But anyway, it's a good show. Yeah. Have you ever watched Power on Star? It's on Stars, but they put it on Hulu, I believe, if you like have heard of it. I have not watched it. You should watch it. So it's based in uh, Manhattan. So I I was like, remind me of that because like I always get the feels and I'm like, oh, this may not like Law and Order SVU. I'm like, oh, my God, that's my block. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Power's good. It's actually it's 50 cents in it. Um, It's it's about drugs drugs and gangster shit but so I love your it. upbringing basically <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> but it's good you should watch it um okay. there's a few seasons uh and it's like the music is good i love the the intro music i was like oh this this gives me like when we were thinking about intro music for the muscle science for podcast i was like i want this like intro music from the power i don't know why but it was just I'm, like I'm so sure that would be badass. cheap and easy to get yeah right anyways um, so that reminds me though, before, today? Oh, before okay, we get cool. into the two quick questions we still have not come up with a muscle science for women um playlist so you and i need to oh, get shoot. on top of that um because i did right, oh, it's funny i reached out on instagram to folks and i was like hey what's your like song and i got like a very eclectic um eclectic answers like lots of different ideas so we may have to come up with like a rock one a hip-hop one like a, okay. i don't know old school anyway, but we got to do it. Cause I think that would be fun down for, um, for sure. All right. Let's dig into some questions. Shall we? Um, yeah. And then we'll we, do updates at the end. Cause we did say that we were going to do updates. Like we'll do updates at the beginning. Cause Alex okay. told me, he's like, don't do updates at the end when everyone's tired, like talk about your life. But I thought we were talking about our life. Like I don't have. Okay. Yeah. So we did an update. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that I convinced you to buy the Ninja creamy and we're going to do a whole episode on that in the future. So stay tuned. We need to basically change our brand to like girls making ice cream because the amount of interest that I got um, when I posted about it, people were like, what is it? What is it? Like, how do you make this ice cream? I'm like, oh my God, can you guys care more about like the work that we do rather than this effing ice cream? But I get it. It's good. It's very good. But Mm -hmm. I don't think we should talk about it until we have secured Mm -hmm. some support from various people because listen yeah. we don't have to talk about and endlessly promote people's products for free okay all right mm-hmm. they can support us too so yeah ninja are you listening yeah, ninja yeah ice cream where's big ice cream why aren't they throwing us a bone? well i guess because we're we're making stuff without buying yeah. their products because it really is but like it's amazing like the ice cream i made in your least favorite flavor like the texture is insane <laughs> when you think that there's okay. no added like it's low fat if that's what you're into. Yeah. There's nothing, there's like nothing in it and it tastes, it tastes like ice cream. It's insane. But anyway, yes, we'll do a, we'll do a whole separate episode about that. Um, okay. So we've got some pretty typical like training questions, which is good. Some very straightforward training questions that I think would be good. And I also want to say, cause one of these questions came from a male coach who I know coaches female clients and it warms my heart. The last few weeks, I've noticed comments on our YouTube. I've noticed comments on our posting mm-hmm. almost like more 
male coaches than women. And I'm like, I am so glad that so many of you decided to like come along with us. Like our title has women in the title of the podcast. We still have male fitness professionals and enthusiasts listening. And that makes Mm -hmm. me very happy because just because we are focusing on women's strength training or women's, you know, health issues doesn't mean that men can't benefit from it, learn from it, help their community. Um, They should be, they should be as interested in our health and fitness as we have been kind of forced to be interested in theirs forever, because that's the only information that was out there. So I just, I appreciate all the shout out to the dudes still listening and learning from us. I appreciate it. Yeah. And that also, I mean, it kind of makes sense too. Like if I were a dude and I was training women, I'd want to like listen to a podcast that was all about that. Um, So that makes sense. So if you are a dude and you're listening and you haven't left a review yet, let us know that you're a dude and what you like about the podcast and um, anything else that you want us to talk about because- It's true actually, like having an outside perspective. And that's what these questions are too. Like having- guys be like, yeah, I, I coach women. And these are some things I had never really thought about before. I have some questions that would be very beneficial for us. So yeah, mm-hmm. please do that. Okay. Word up. First question. Um, how important is a dynamic warm up for women's strength training? Mm. Go for it. You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. So I think my opinion on this has evolved over the years as it should, as we learn more, as we try out different things. Um, I personally think that it's not as important as some people probably put it out to be. Um, I think that at least for me, um, I used to spend a lot of time like doing, like I used to spend maybe 10 to 20 minutes before I even got into my workout doing like dynamic stuff, doing mobility work, um, you know, going through the motions, band work, stuff like that. Um, And I've actually dropped that down a lot um, over the past probably year or so. Um, But I do think that... And the reason for that is because I actually wanted to just spend a little bit more time actually you know, going through the movement that I was going to train that day, right? And people kind of talk about like, oh, you need to activate your glutes before you can you know, go do a barbell hip thrust. You need to do all the booty band stuff and all that. Um, And like, you know, do some dynamic stretching and dynamic stuff. But I think that it could be for the real, the like realistic person who's going to the gym for like an hour. I'm like, I would much rather you spend that hour that you have actually lifting heavy shit and like, you know, spending time towards that. If you're someone who has extra time and you're like, I can go to the gym for two hours, an hour and a half, whatever, and you want to spend that time doing it, I think there's no problem with that. But I would say like prioritize what is like important for you and what you're really trying to do. Right. Um, I do, however, think there is definitely merit to, you know, the first five minutes, like getting your heart rate up, right? Getting like blood flowing. I think that's really important versus going to the gym and just like putting a heavy ass barbell on your back and squatting or whatever you're doing. Definitely need to get get your heart rate up, you know, get things moving a little bit, obviously to prevent um, just injury in general. But I think that, in my personal opinion, I think that, you know, one, it just comes down to you and what you feel best with because there are people who do feel really good if they do a little dynamic warm-up before which is amazing like do that if that's what you know feels good for you but i don't think you know if you're someone who again only has 45 minutes an hour i would probably not 
quote unquote, waste that time. And I would put it towards something um, that's going to be really a little bit more beneficial, which would, which would just be like, okay, if you're about to barbell squat, we love barbell squats on this show, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> or whatever you're doing, right? Deadlifting. Yeah. Um, just go get the bar, do some reps with the bar, you know, work your way up and wait. And um, that shouldn't take more than like five minutes unless you are someone who is lifting 400 pounds. And, you know, the heavier the weight gets, probably the more warm up sets you need to really kind of, you know, make sure that you're not getting injured in that. But yeah, it all, it all depends in my opinion, you know, where you're at and what you have time for and what's um, most beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess a couple clarifying things here. So you're, you're kind of saying like a warm up is still important, but it doesn't have to be like a 10, 15 minute generic dynamic workout. It probably makes more sense for most people to have it be a bit more focused and targeted on a, just getting warmed up and getting your heart rate up, but mm-hmm. actually warming up the movements you're going to do that day. Right. Cause I do think yeah. a lot of people are like, okay, well, I've got my like 15 minute, like dynamic stretching <laughs> thing that I do, whatever. Um, yeah. and maybe that isn't as crucial as people think. So I agree with what you're saying there. Um, I do think it's also of course, dependent on, you know, sometimes as people maybe are rehabbing an injury or if they're older and creakier and just need (laughs) more time, right? That's going to be it. And I think the other thing to, of course, confirm here, because this person is asking like dynamic warm up, is it important for women's strength training? It's the same for women and men. Like we don't need more or less warm up across the board, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's important for human beings to warm up their nervous system and their bodies before they do uh, tough workouts that could injure themselves or make you super sore or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think like that makes sense, right. In general, like you should be going in there and warming up your body and your mind for the work that you're about to do. And especially if your time is limited, you should be focused on warming up the specific movements and muscles and body parts that you're going to be using instead of just Mm -hmm. like, let's go over in the corner and like swing my arms around (laughs) for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I completely agree. And there also is like merit to, you know, some people say doing some explosive stuff or like, like if you're about to, I, I'm just going to use squat again. Cause I know you love, you love those squats. Like if you're about to barbell back squat, it might, you know, maybe get a little bit explosive and do some box jumps, right. Just to, mm-hmm. to kind of get that, you know, um, you know, just yeah. get explosive with it, get your nervous system kind of primed. Um, I mm-hmm. think those things are, are absolutely fine, but going and doing like 50 box jumps before you go to squat. Like it just, that doesn't make sense sense to me. Yeah. Um, It's funny. You keep chirping me about the squats, but (laughs) I, for the first time in a very long time, I have actually like for the last month or so been focusing on lower body almost exclusively, which is normally the opposite of what I do. Like normally I'm just going in there doing like pull-ups, spies and tries. Like that's, that's the life that I live, (laughs) but I've kind of injured my shoulder. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on there. So I've just been like pivoting and doing lower body stuff. And the last couple times that I've been in the gym, I have done all kinds of variations of squats. I've been doing like goblet squats. I did my heel raised thing. Hell yeah. I've been doing all kinds of stuff and they're all good. They're all great. I'm still not like in a hack squat machine. Cause like, no, thank you. You have That's one just, of those. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Can you just cool- like get in it and just like, I have before, dude, I've been working out for like 20 years. I know what a hack squat machine is. It's just not for me. Okay. However, I do want to use that machine that you have at one of your gyms. The one that's like, you almost, it's like, you're going in like this curved arc thing when you're squatting. Okay. 
So I don't have that at my gym, unfortunately. That was when I was at N1 um, in mm. Boulder. They The pendulum squat is my favorite thing. And I actually probably should find a gym that has it because I'm they're becoming more popular. That thing is amazing. That's like, in my opinion, better than the hack squat. And just the arcing motion itself is just like fantastic. It, it's interesting. It's amazing. Yeah. It looks like when fun. I get but a anyway. home gym, I'm getting a pendulum squat. I don't care what anybody says. It's uh, no one, no one wants to stop you, Rachel. We all are okay. very yeah. supportive of you and your pendulum squat. Um, but you know, all that to say, it's been fun for me to, to kind of, instead of just like bitching and moaning about what I can't do, I'm like, well, let's go like lift some heavy, heavier weights. Yeah. And like, it's good as we all know, metabolically, it's good to work these big muscles and like do some functional stuff. And I'm doing all kinds of fun, single leg stuff and just mm-hmm. really building my strength back up. And it's really fun. And, you know, it's all great but nothing feels more badass and fun than lifting a heavy barbell. My opinion only. Continuing on. Um, but this actually is a good segue to another question mm-hmm. that I think is kind of interesting. And I don't know if this came, I think this came to you and you sent it to me and I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I have opinions about this. Let's talk about it. Okay. Um, one of our listeners was talking about like, do you guys have this experience or do you notice that sometimes trainers will sort of program like overly complex, interesting, weird, dynamic movements and workouts for people that seem to be sort of more like fluff than substance. And they're kind of using like examples of like, you know, explosive push-ups and burpees combined with this and that, and like all Mm. kinds of just, just sort of like fancy, almost show-offy movements. And the person asking the question, I don't have the exact question in front of me, but she was kind of like, you know, what's up with that? Is that good? Like, why are people doing that? Is that that. beneficial? Yeah. So do you want to kind of, you want to start in on that and I can follow up? Well, you start because I started last time. Okay. Unless you want me to start. I'm just trying to share the love, you know? Okay, great. Well, I mean, again, (laughs) it completely sort of depends on the individual, right? Because we don't know if this person being trained is being trained for an explosive sport or if they have specifically said, look, I just want you to program dynamic hit workouts for me. And the coach said, fine. Like, we don't know. Mm -hmm. There's always so many like factors that we don't know. Right. But I will say that I have had many moments in my like globo gyms, looking at certain trainers who I roll my eyes because I feel like they are, they are programming for the client's ego and to make the, the, the client feel like they're doing something rather than getting them actual strength and results. And I've seen lots of examples of people practicing like these weirdly complex, like I don't know. I'm trying to think of good examples, but like, like doing jump squats in between back squats, like, yeah. And even like, you know, like getting people to do like uneven asymmetrical pushups before it's obviously apparent that they cannot do a proper full pushup yet. Yeah. Or like, you know, even the CrossFitters hate me for this, but like Mm -hmm. having focusing on women doing like 20 kipping pull-ups when you know, they can't do a full one, like, that's a skill. It's a skill for a specific thing. In this case, a gymnastic movement for, I don't know, CrossFit competition, but like, is that training their overall strength? No, it's training their ego because they can say, Mm -hmm. I can do 20 kipping pull-ups like cool. Okay. But like, can you kip yourself up off a cliff? If you fall over one, no, you got to be able to pull yourself up with your strength. Right. So, Oh my God. 
am i wrong am i wrong no but i'm dying because that is something you would totally say and it's like so funny (laughs) but it's true it's true and so again and and i feel strongly about and i've said to people too like we have to get rid of our ego a little bit i would rather see my client do two perfect controlled strong push-ups than 30 weird fancy ones on a bosu ball or something where they are doing like a quarter range of motion like what are we doing this for? Are we doing this to take a picture or like a video on Instagram of yeah. me doing some weird shit? Or are we trying to get stronger and like learn functional movement patterns, you know? So yeah. again, we don't know, we can't judge everybody doing this stuff. Like some of these people are athletes training for specific things or have specific goals, whatever. But generally like every single fitness or trainer or coach that I know and respect that I follow They all focus on foundations. And even if they're working with elite athletes, like the foundations, foundational strength and functional movement patterns are always going to be more beneficial and better and a smarter use of your time than weird dynamic Mm -hmm. stuff that just might make you feel kind of like a badass for a minute. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think it comes back to, um, first of all, you know, just kind of like the old school thought that like you need to be sweating, your your heart rate needs to be up the entire time. You need to like feel like you're actually, you know, working if and the only way to do that is if you are sweating and you're you're like just jumping around and all this stuff, right? And I think that that's a huge mistake because and, and burning calories, right? This is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like when you're sweating, when you're doing these things, you're like you're feeling and this is, you know, what kind of drew me to CrossFit was like you know, back in the day, I was like, damn, like I'm dead on the floor after this. Like, I feel good. I'm making a sweat angel, all this stuff. I've got a really hard workout. But the reality is that is counterproductive if your goal is to build muscle, right? And put on muscle, which in turn is going to actually change the shape of your body, right? We talk about this all the time. You want to get tone, you want to get whatever. You need to put on muscle to change the actual shape of your body. Because if but you're doing crossfitters f- fight you on that, because look at these elite crossfitters who are doing all this crazy shit and they're hugely muscled. Yeah. But those are but, specific. Yeah. Those are a specific group of people. Yeah. And you're talking about elite crossfitters, like yeah. the people yeah. who are have been trained their entire lives, who have probably spent time doing strength bodybuilding work as well. Um, mm-hmm. and they already and they have probably really amazing genetics that they could just go do some and nutrition and, and nutrition, all and, that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I can guarantee you they probably do accessory work outside of just the CrossFit stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think and and that's again, this is like the biggest mistake that I made personally in my own training career was like doing these circuit training things, doing CrossFit a lot, trying to literally change my body composition, but using like a very inefficient way of doing it. Um, and again, not that CrossFit and Orange Theory and Barry's Bootcamp, not that they don't have their place in certain things. Like if you are someone who enjoys that and that's the that's what gets you moving, do it. But if you're trying to change your body composition, if you're trying to, you know, actually get stronger and, you know, build muscle over time. I think that we need to think about really like what's going to do that. And I think these, you know, during your rest periods, when you're like lifting heavy shit, you should not be jumping around. You should not be doing jumping jacks or jump squats or things like that for the majority of the time. You should be resting so that your body can recover from that previous heavy set and then go in and do it again. Um, Obviously, like there are 
times and places for that. So for example, in our programming, in the Muscle Science Forum program, we have like at the end of the workout, there are sometimes like metabolic finishers or things where, you know, it's, it is the whole point of that is to get your heart rate up a little bit to add some fun to it, right? To add a little bit of like an ending, you do it at the end, right? Um, and it's like, okay, maybe we do like an AMRAMP, right? like as many rounds as possible or something like that with bicep curls or triceps or kind of supersets or things like that. Um, but the goal of that is actually more so just enjoyment. It's yes, to get your heart rate up. Within that period of time, you're actually not building as much muscle as you could. You're not really getting the stimulus that we want, which is creating as much tension within that muscle tissue. Um, so I think that it really just comes down to like, okay, what is like, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing this? Don't, mm-hmm. um, you shouldn't be lifting weights. You shouldn't be going to the gym and lifting weights. If your goal is to change your body composition, you shouldn't be trying to burn as many calories as you can during that session. You shouldn't be chasing the sweat, right? You shouldn't be chasing, you know, a high heart rate. You should be legitimately like sometimes, and we talk about this all the time. Like, I don't, like there's most of the days when I leave the gym, I'm not sweating. No, <laughs> like I'm literally like completely dry. <laughs> um, and that is, you know, obviously you should feel some disruption in your muscles. You should feel some of that, but don't chase the sweat and don't chase kind of the, you know, BOSU ball squats and all that fancy stuff. Cause yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Um, one other thing I'll say is that there are some things that might seem like sometimes I'll program things. And even for myself where it's like a heel elevated split squat with like my rear foot elevated as well. And like, that seems kind of fancy, like, Oh, you're like doing all these things. And I have like a hand support, like that might seem fancy if you're kind of looking at it, but there is like a reasoning for it um, in terms of like what we're doing. So some of these more fancy things like, different types of split squats or different types of, um, I don't know, it's mainly split squats because there's like so many different ways to do a split squat to target different areas, whether it's your quads or your glutes. Um, but that has a, a purpose behind it. And it's, yeah. you know, yeah, maybe it looks a little fancy, but. Yeah. And I mean, uh, again, yeah. I think it goes back to what's the intention, like you said. And also for me, because I always think about things through like a functional fitness lens you can do regular split squats and this is a progression for you, or it's a, you know, offshoot to do something specific. My issue is when we're getting people to do these crazy sort of like ego driven endorphin driven workouts, when they don't necessarily have the training age or the strength foundation to do the basics underneath it that are going to Mm -hmm. like make it less likely that you're going to injure yourself or that you actually have like the strength you're hoping to get through these other crazy workouts that you'll actually get through doing the foundations. Like if you can do this foundational stuff and then you're kind of up in it, making it a bit spicier for another reason. Great. Like, and we're all allowed to go do sort of fun workouts that just make us feel good sometimes, but like the basic consistent approach should be doing, you know, the foundational Mm -hmm. stuff that gives you the actual strength that you want to get stronger and build muscle and live life well. Um, And going just, just really quickly, and maybe this will be the end of the podcast because we Mm -hmm. wanted to do another one, but the chasing the sweat thing and like being super sweaty and being super sore. I just wanted to reiterate there because I was just listening to another podcast. I shouldn't be promoting other podcasts on this one, but like, what the hell? Um, 
Andrew Huberman, his mm-hmm. podcast, he had one with Dr. Andy Galpin, both of whom, by the way, were on this podcast before mm-hmm. the rebrand. So if you want to go back and search uh, Muscle Science for Women, uh, Andrew Huberman, Muscle Science for Women, Andy Galpin, they are both super smart people, really good podcasts. But Dr. Andy Galpin, he has a PhD in human bioenergetics, muscle physiology. He's like this coach. He coaches elite athletes, MMA athletes, all this stuff. He's super, super smart and incredibly like scientifically um, knowledge in this area. It's not just like, you know, people who are like, I'm a trainer. And so I know mm-hmm. things, this guy's smart. And he said in this recent podcast, and it was a good reminder for me that like muscle soreness and exhaustion is a really poor barometer of workout um, effectiveness. So Mm -hmm. if you're sore every single workout, that doesn't mean you're getting a good workout. It doesn't mean you're getting stronger. And in some cases it can mean the opposite. Now that's not to say that sometimes we don't do a workout and it was great. And we're a little sore or we're tired or we're sweaty. These things happen. But if your main, like, again, barometer for like, did I get a good workout is, am I exhausted, sore for four days and sweating for hours afterwards? not ideal. It's not great. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just other better ways to determine if you're making progress. One of them is actually tracking what you're doing and seeing if there's progress. Um, but especially for women and especially in the context of people who are not professional athletes who have other stressors and other things going on in their life, just killing yourself in your workout every day is probably not the best way to actually see sustainable progress. Yeah. 100% agree with everything. And I think too, especially just on that point, um, you're actually going to burn out. You're going to not be able to get to where you want to be if you are continuously chasing the soreness, the sweat, the endorphins, all that jazz, right? Those are things that, you know, the cardio, the, that stuff, not that it, it's not important at sometimes, but again, if you're trying to, if you're a woman, you're trying to change your shape, change your body composition, the meat and potatoes is, strength training, training specifically for hypertrophy, creating as much tension within that muscle tissue as possible to get to that and progressively overloading, right? All the things we talk about in the program, all the things we lay out there. Um, So yeah. And then one last thing I'll just say is that it, for me, it's kind of like, okay, that 80, 20, like we talk 80, 20 nutrition sometimes, right? Like having that 80% or some people it's 90 to 10, 90, 10, whatever. Having that like 80 to 90%, you know, whole foods, as close to nature as possible. And then the other 10 to 20% can be those more fun foods, right? For life, for most people who want to like work in like the chocolate and the protein powders and stuff like that, like that's fine. And, you know, whatever, going out and having, I don't know, whatever you want. But that kind of, I, I look at that as training too, like 80 to 90% of your training, if it's for body composition changes for muscle building, should be the things that we're talking about. But then the other 10 to 20% can be some of those finishers, some of those the fun stuff that does get your heart rate up, gets you sweating, things like that. But that should not be the bulk, right? So kind of thinking about it that way is, is an easy way to like look at your training program. Whoever's doing it for you, you should come to Muscle Science Forum program because we'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. 80% of that should be the foundations, the stuff that really focus focuses in on what the goal is. And then the other 10 to 20% can be the the fun, the fun little, uh, not that, no, not that the other stuff isn't fun, but the more like, Just you know, little different the spicy stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Different stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cool. Beautiful. Um, speaking of muscle science for women in our step one of world domination, we actually bought 
the web URL yeah. muscle science for women. So now we can just tell everyone go to musclescienceforwomen.com and yes. that's our landing page. And we will be adding some stuff and doing some upgrades and some fanciness for our, our business and our brand yeah. and the services we're offering you guys in the new year. But, um, oh, wow. Okay. Should we, this talk, is should my we get into that you. next episode? No, it's my know, cue to you. I know we have to talk about it. You know, you can, you can just talk about it too. You know, you're the one taking the, the optimal carnivore right, right now. now. Okay, I didn't do take it. it yet. ASMR. Okay, so take, take those, take those pills. What's right ASMR? On. It's a, I don't know what it stands for. Audio something, something, but it's basically like a whole <laughs> industry of people who like either, I don't know, just enjoy and or get off on like oh, sounds like people talking really interestingly into the microphone or like eating or like swallowing or like crinkling paper like it's auditory i don't know people is just that like the feet thing where like people are like obsessed with feet i mean i think that's just another thing people are into <laughs> i don't think they're connected in any way but you can't really hear feet um yeah feet's a whole other thing oh, okay shit. anyway 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 this is going off the rails rachel is taking some optimal carnivore right now Hell as yeah. we're talking because they are our amazing supportive mm -hmm. sponsor. They make uh, grass-fed desiccated organ meat supplements that I have actually been opening up and pouring into my kid's food now mm. because- I saw um, that. Yeah. I mean, because he can't swallow a pill, but and he will eat liver, honestly. It's just that sometimes I'm too lazy to make any. And so I've just been like peppering that. And that's maybe something you could do, um, trick your loved ones into trying some organ meat is like, look, you pepper that onto your- whatever meat stir fry that you had yesterday, um, into your mashed potatoes, into your, whatever, you're not going to taste it. Like you're not putting, you know, huge spoonfuls, heaping spoonfuls, like a couple pills, you open them up. It's literally whole food. It's just desiccated organs, like dried desiccated mm -hmm. organs. So, um, and then you can add some, some nutrition to anything that you make. So yeah, you guys should consider it. Yeah. And I got to tell you something. So this is, this is so interesting to me. I was refilling my uh, grandma thing. I do it mm -hmm. every Sunday. Right. And I had like all my stuff laid out. You are literally and exactly like my husband. Like you, you are the person that I married. Like it's ridiculous. Literally. <laughs> That's why we work out. So, so I know I'm like, I just keep finding him in different like <laughs> formats. Like he's like in, you know, in the kitchen, like meticulously putting his pills in the thing. I'm just like opening the fridge, and, like throwing pills into my mouth. Like whatever okay continue you're my alex um yes yes um so anyway so i had things line up lilo was like laying next to me as she does and i'm you know filling up opening the containers filling up i open the optimal carnivore um which is the one i'm so what i do is i do i go every other day so one day i'll do um the organ complex and then the next day i'll do the brain mm -hmm. so i'll like go you know, swap them. So I opened the organ complex one and she pops up like she's like literally sleeping. She pops up and she's like up on me, like pawing at me. I'm like, what are you doing? And she like, not that they have a really distinct smell, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I don't smell it when I open them, but I like, obviously dogs have a super sensitive yeah. smell and she's like up, like trying to get them. And I'm like, Oh, you're a freaking like, dog and you are supposed to be eating nose to tail and you're smelling these organs and you want some because that's your 
that that's you that like inherently you like know. that's what you yeah. need you know dogs know and i'm like oh shit like this is so <laughs> interesting so yeah i forgot to tell you that but that's amazing it was cool that's a good endorsement cool. if lilo yeah. endorses it then yeah. i love that you're like you're a freaking dog and i know. You know what you're doing but it's well, the same with yeah this is the same with magnus like literally mm-hmm. i feed him i feed him i mean this is crazy but like i feed him spoonfuls of cod liver and he mm-hmm. wants it more than he wants sweet potato and applesauce and shit like yeah. that like he tastes it and he's like i i know i don't know what's in this but i want more of it like yeah. he crushes it like yeah before we teach ourselves all this weird complicated neurotic stuff about nutrition you know when you can like look and see what like instinctively dogs and babies and other you know are doing yeah. it's like it really brings you back to like what what matters yeah. you know it's interesting yeah and then the last thing too is like when i when i was doing that organ meat challenge in uh the flex fam we i had like a beef heart and i was cutting it up i don't remember if you know this and i was like i gave some to lilo and there was one day where I like was holding up and I was videotaping it. She's never jumped higher in her life. And she like, I'm standing up here. This dog is, you know, you know, Lilo, small. Everybody probably, yeah, small. She jumped up and grabbed it out of my hand. Like she has some hops, but like this was the highest <laughs> I've ever seen her jump. And I was like, oh, dang, like you really wanted that beef heart. Lilo this is crazy. the smartest. She is the smartest. Yeah. Okay. So if that anyway. endorsement, if that endorsement, baby and dog endorsement has done it for you, go to their Amazon page. It's just amazon.com slash optimal carnivore. And if you use our code muscle sci, so muscle S C I short for muscle science, it was too long of a code. So it's muscle sci, mm-hmm. you will get 10% off, go try it. And if you do, we want to hear feedback from other people too, because I, I mean, I get feedback from people all the time who are like eating more organ meats and trying supplementation, but we want to hear if you guys liked it if you use it if you think mm. it's valuable so give us feedback with that we are gonna peace out and uh yeah. we'll we'll see you next time bye bye